for this episode. Virgil Vernon Welsh Jr., commonly known Sandy, which was given to me from by a doctor when I was first born, which stayed with me all my life. Sandy went on to join the military. I went into the service shortly after getting out of high school, which was the National Guard six-month active duty plan that I was under. Sandy has a fascinating life before the Preston. He worked many interesting jobs, including a stint on a ship funded by the University of Washington. I was primarily on the Thomas G. Thompson, which was a 209-foot, 1,200-gross-ton research vessel, which I had been halfway around the world with it. I never thought that I'd ever leave, really, because I, I had so much time invested with the university. So what happened? How did you end up back in the Pacific Northwest? And what happened, I came home on vacation. I came home to be home for Christmas. While I was in Portland, I stopped by the core office to see what they had going on down there. and ended up going to work right away for them. So instead of having Christmas off, I ended up working. I extended my leave of absence from the university. About mid-February, I got a call to fly to Costa Rica. I talked to my skipper, which was Captain Jarvis on the Harding, and he kind of persuaded me to stay with the Corps. So I turned in my resignation with the university. Sandy worked for many years on the Harding and then on the Pacific, doing dredging work in Washington, Oregon, and California. But early on, another boat caught his attention. We were in port one time, and Preston went by, and it was pushing a barge up Portage Bay. And I said, well, that'd be interesting to work on something like that. I went down to the office, and they said they weren't even taking any names or anything else. You know, there wasn't any turnover. Then after I got my mate's license, I went to the Preston once again. And again, they still weren't taking any names or anything. I talked to Al Hall then, and he says, no, he wouldn't even waste my time to take my name or anything else because there just wasn't any turnover. So each time I came in, I might have called or just gone down to see if the situation had changed any, which it never had. Sandy's break came, unfortunately, when one crew member passed away. It's a sad thing to say, but uh, it's the truth. It was a good job, and people stayed forever. And The only way you could get on the Preston was if someone either retired or someone passed away. I came on board as second mate. But Sandy didn't stay a second mate for long. I was here about four months, and Captain Ronning had told me then that I was the youngest second mate that the Preston had ever had. Well, in about four months after I came on board, Captain Ronning retired. So that moved Bill Morgan up to skipper and moved me up to chief mate. You might remember from episode two that Bill Morgan served as captain for a year before stepping back to first mate. Paperwork and the strain and everything else was just bothering them too much. So Bill Morgan went back to chief mate, and then I went skipper. All this time waiting to even to get on the boat, I went from second mate to skipper in a year and four days. Oof, that's a tight turnaround. Sandy had only been on board the Preston for a year or so, and he was only 36 years old. I might have been just 35 because my birthday's in July, and I took over skipper in, in January. I was just about the youngest man in the crew and the youngest skipper. That is a lot, especially on top of suddenly being thrown into the deep end. I either jumped in and said, accepted the job as skipper and hoped that I could make everyone else happy and uh, do the job. What kind of hurt afterwards, old Bill was, he was out under a lot of strain and he took a lot of sick leave. He was, he was gone for a lot that first year that I was skipper. 
I turned to Stan Nelson was my big asset. He, he helped me with everything. Robocek was my mate, but see, he had only been on there a short time. The engineer was new. Not long after becoming captain, Captain Welsh ran into his first bad weather. Blowing like a son of a gun here. I made my approach coming through here sideways. I was coming down the channel all the way sideways. I'd only been skipper about four months then. It was blowing a gale, and I wanted to stay at the fuel dock because the storm had come up. I said no, that was uh, against the rules. While this was incredibly frustrating to the crew, the weather was getting worse, and almost every crew member has mentioned that the Preston does not handle well in bad weather. A fishing boat pulled me out. I couldn't even get away from the dock, and I blew for the bridge. I didn't know if I was going to make it through there either. I went through there sideways, and I heading for the moorage here. I wanted to get moored up. <laughs> I rang up full of stern, but it was just a little bit too late. And that, of course, that bulkhead, it doesn't give out there. I guess I did about $2,000 damage to the bow. I really got off pretty lucky. I was just that sudden stop. When Sandy was telling the story, he was in the pilot house on the Preston. So when he says here, that's where he's referring to. All these drawers here come out, fit me in the back and pin me up against the, the wheel here and everything. Oof, that sounds harrowing. Were you shook up? I was more mad than shook up. Mad at myself that I didn't make a better landing than what I had. I was really feeling kind of bad because, you know, I hadn't been everywhere with the boat or anything. And I was really up in the air. And then so Ray Latta came down to see me. He was chief of operations. And he kind of gave me a pep talk and let me know that things weren't as bad as what they really seemed for me. And things do happen. And it's not always a nice, smooth road. It uh, kind of changed my life. Then it's, it started to smooth out, or I started to grasp what I needed to grasp a hold of then. What happens on the boat is my responsibility. I guess I, at first I was ready to accept the responsibility, but I, I really didn't know what all the responsibilities were. I could really appreciate what happened with Morgan, because after six months, then he didn't want the responsibility. And here he had been on the boat 20-some years there was a whole new change in my own personal attitude. This is your life now. What are you going to do with it? Captain Welsh goes on to say that he sat down with Captain Norm Hamburg, who he heard from in episode one, and found it to be quite a relief that Hamburg had many of the same issues that he was running into himself. It's just the boat itself is um, it's a beautiful boat. It's a wonderful boat to work with, but it'll do the most unexpected things that you can ever if you expect something it's not going to work that way that's the nature of the boat it handles completely different than any other ship boat anything else i've ever been on this is a large part of the reason captain welsh rarely delegates steering the preston well most of the time i would run the vessel if we were traveling and if it was heavy weather i'd never leave the bridge i'd even eat my lunch here. i know there was a few times when maybe the cooks would get a little bit upset because they'd have to prepare the meal and bring it up here but that was just part of their job and it was my job to run the vessel from what i've seen just other skippers they're always going to put in more time than what they actually get paid for that's just it that is just it Sandy and all the captains I've listened to during this process understood that ultimately the buck stopped with them. They trusted and respected their crews, but when push came to shove, the responsibility for the ship, the men, and the job was on their shoulders. (laughs) 
This podcast was created by Adam Farnsworth and Sonic Bazaar, with sponsorship by the Anacortes Museum Foundation, in conjunction with the Anacortes Museum and the Maritime Heritage Center. Our theme song is Dill Pickles by Heftone Banjo Orchestra, and is licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike license. The W.T. Preston is an active museum boat and can be visited and toured. To find out more about the Preston, please visit www.anacortiswa.gov slash 379 slash W.T. hyphen Preston hyphen Maritime hyphen Center. Thank you. <laughs>